I'll let you start it. Are you going to let me start it? Or I, I, I will suggest that you take the reins and start it. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm honored. I, I don't know how many of these I've actually gotten to start. I don't really even know what to say. <laughs> it's your show. Oh. Well, there's been big news for you. Yeah. So um, as of yesterday morning, uh, we'll, we'll say about 8.30 or so, I, I was still under the impression that I was still, you know, maybe a couple of weeks away from, from getting an Apple Watch. And as I'm walking into work yesterday morning, I get a push notification indicating that my American Express card has uh, been charged for my Apple Watch. And I've, you know, I've been kind of keeping track uh, through some friends and just kind of on various websites and things. And it, I guess the, the pattern's been that when your credit card gets charged, these things get shipped out and received pretty quickly. And sure enough, you know, card got charged yesterday morning, about four o'clock yesterday afternoon, I got the shipping notification. And about three o'clock this afternoon, it was at my office. So before you get before you get into it, who else do you know that's uh, getting an iPhone, or sorry, get, uh, getting an Apple Watch? I just want to know the demographics of the people who are genuinely excited about it. I have a coworker who I sit just right across from, who's also getting one, and he has a couple of other friends who are, and uh, one of his friends actually purchased the exact same configuration. Uh, that we did the the forty two millimeter space gray sport model, and he had gotten his I think late last week. So, you know, we were both kind of starting to think that we were getting a little closer, and and sure enough, here we are. Very nice. So you're you're operating off a very very limited um, kind of testing period. But oh, what, very very limited. But what do you think? Um. Well, I, so I think for me, you know, I had read some people had trouble with the initial setup process, even, you know, just getting the, the watch and the phone to pair. Uh, that, that was not at all my experience. Um, I was able to uh, pair the very first time I tried, although my watch took a long time to start up. Like it, it sat on the Apple logo for a pretty extended period of time. So I, I thought for a little while it was like frozen. Did you think it was broken out of the box? Because the th- when you first powered on, the Apple logo looks extremely weird, like the screens, like there's something wrong with the screen. Did that occur to you? Yeah, it's like kind of like half lit almost. Exactly. Like it looks like the backlight's broken. Well, and I felt a little bit like an idiot too, because, you know, when you open the Apple Watch application on the phone, it says, you know, hey, center the, you know, screen of the of the watch to your camera and then we'll, we'll pair up the, the watch for you. But it doesn't really indicate at what point it's ready to do that. And so once you turn it on, well, so I turned it on and I, I tried doing it just when the Apple logo was on, <laughs> was on the screen. And I, I, I had a pretty good guess that there would be some type of unique, like almost QR type thing that would come on that would actually do the pairing process. But, you know, I, I tried it anyway. And of course it didn't work. And then sure enough, after the Apple logo, I think it, the Apple logo comes on, then you select your language and then, um, it goes into that. Yeah. Kind of weird pattern thing. That you know, then is what allows the the phone to pair with the watch. Uh, but yeah, that worked the first try, and then you know the rest of the setup went fairly painlessly. Um, you know, you mentioned that you've you've had a lot of apps on your watch that you maybe don't intend to. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes for me over the next few days. But I, at least out of the box, I made the selection of not having any of my existing apps sync over. I said, you know, I'll just, I'll do this later. And then subsequent to that, I you know, picked a couple of apps. Which was the first? Um, Overcast. Which was the second? 
uh, Pandora. Killing me. Okay. The third, the third one was Uber. I know okay, that's what no, you were. Yeah. I know that's what you were fishing for. But yeah, that was the uh, that was the third one. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> and you know, I mean, I, I guess yeah, we'll see how it goes as these apps get updated over the next few days. Because I think that's what you were saying was happening to you is even apps that you didn't have enabled when they get updated, they they do enable themselves on the watch. So I'll and I'll kind of keep I just checked, and yes, Uber and uh, Amazon are back on there. Yeah, so I'll I'll keep my eye on kind of how that works, but um, as of now, you know, um, I didn't didn't really have any trouble with with apps. Um, I also didn't really have to do a whole lot with configuring notifications because uh, kind of like we talked about last week, you know, I've being a Pebble user for as long as I've been, I've I've got notifications down pretty well, and you you know you you have to be even more diligent with them on Pebble just because there really isn't any sort of ability to pick out specific notifications you want like there is with Apple Watch. So if anything, I think I'll maybe enable some additional notifications compared to like, you know, what I've had in the past. Um, so I guess for me, you know, in, in general, I think the setup process was was, was pretty good. Um, I just didn't, didn't really have any trouble and I didn't really feel, you know, overwhelmed with, with choice or anything. Um, I, I guess my, my, one of my immediate concerns, and I, I don't know if this is just because of how, how kind of strong the vibration was on the pebble, you know, whenever, whenever it would give a notification, but I, I feel like the haptic feedback is a little weak. Um, how snugly do you wear it? Well, so I guess an, an, another little aside, um, you know, the watch came with the, uh, medium large size of the sport band attached to it. And I had thought that I had read online that, you know, you get the the smaller band in the box as well. And, uh, um, but then I, I didn't, you know, through the mountain of packaging it comes in, I, I didn't notice the other band. And so I thought, oh, well, you know, I, I guess maybe it only comes with two sizes if you get maybe the 32 millimeter case size. Uh, but I eventually did find the the smaller band. And so I, I just swapped that out this evening. So it's a little bit tighter than it was um, earlier this afternoon, when I I had the medium large band all the way to the last <laughs> little hole, now the the you know the the medium small is ex- exactly right in the middle. So um, well, I, mean, I mean, like in terms of like because you can, you have the sport band, so you can customize it based on like what dot you want to put it on or which which little right. So how much like if, if like if you're jogging or if you're moving your arm, it, does it have room to slide around or is it? No, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't have, I don't feel that the Taptic engine or whatever, or the, like, uh, vibration um, is is too weak. I'm like, I don't know, I, I think by default it's set to the most, um, like, to the strongest setting that it has available to it. But for me, that feels okay. But again, I don't have any other device that I've used on my wrist that vibrates. So the Pebble might just be stronger. Yeah, well, it did. the Pebble is definitely stronger. Um, like, I haven't. I haven't had that many notifications yet, and but the the few that I have had, I, I haven't missed any of them. But I just every time it happens, I think like I I could have missed that. Like I just I just barely noticed that. Well, I think that's a lot of the point is that that's why it's a very effective way of kind of um, getting your attention is that it's not so strong that you're just like you stop everything you're doing, but that you feel oh I should check my wrist right now. Where I think, like, I, I feel that if it was stronger, it would be annoying or distracting. So have you ever had it go off and you and you haven't noticed it? No. 
Okay. Like I mean, I like it usually does two or three taps, right? Um, not not like like I mean like not like every thirty seconds, but the initial like when it wants to get your uh, attention, it's it's two or three taps, I think. So I guess at times maybe I don't feel all of them, but I don't think I've ever missed a notification. I guess I haven't really noticed if there's more than one tap. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it also feels like it's just coming from like, does it kind of feel like it's only coming from maybe like one side of the watch? Uh, I haven't thought about it. So you just, you just tap me. I, 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 can, I think I tapped you back. But again, I don't know if that's the same um, like tap sequence or whatever that uh, a notification would generate. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I I, th- I think a big part of it probably is just adjusting from <laughs> the the pebble which you couldn't miss if you tried um to to the it's it's a very it's a very very different um feeling. It's it's not a vibration. Yeah, which I think is much much better. Yeah, I I think so too. Um the other thing I guess that I immediately noticed is just how comfortable it is. It's an incredibly comfortable watch. Um, and it, maybe that also has a little bit to do with the fact that the, you know, the pebble and I, I always just had the stock band it came with is by no means a, a very comfortable watch. So yeah, I, I don't know how much of it's just coming from that to, to something that's quite a bit more nicely built, but, um, just from the, the moment I put it on, I just, it, it feels fantastic. It does. So how, um, how quickly do you think you're going to get a secondary band? I think I'm going to wait for to see what the third uh, party vendors do because I I don't really think I'm a fan of any of the other Apple ones. I mean, we've talked about that on the show. I I haven't tried any of the other ones on, so maybe I should do that. But just visually, none of the other bands strike me as being great, particularly at the cost that they come out. So I guess how long are you willing to wait? Because uh, because hopefully the, the the watch embeds itself into your life where you can't. You can't think of going out without it, but are how how long are you willing to go with this kind of fluoroelastomer uh, like party band <laughs> when maybe you're 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 going out to like to uh, the Met Gala or something or well you know I, I guess the other thing that I have kind of noticed is that the the black band and the black watch actually they look. They look pretty nice. So this actually isn't as cheap looking as I expected it to be. So I actually wouldn't feel horrible about wearing this to even a nicer event. Definitely not the way that I felt about my Pebble. Gotcha. So I don't know. Um, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll see the next time I you know go out to a nicer dinner or some nicer event if I wear this, you know, kind of how I feel about it. But um I don't know if, if if that ends up being okay. I could I could see myself willing to wait, you know, a couple months before maybe a nice third party steel band comes out. Hmm. Well, all right. Um. You know, the other thing I thought about today too is I don't know how you like the thirty eight millimeter because I can I cannot imagine this watch being any smaller in terms of like touch targets on screen and using it. Yeah, that and just visually too. I just because I I have a really really small wrist. I um, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I I think in, in for for a, a guy my size, I think I have pretty small wrists. Um, and I just I don't know. I I couldn't imagine having a, a smaller size than the forty two. 
Yeah, the 38 seems to be a really good fit for me. I believe my wrist is probably a tiny bit smaller than yours. But no, I mean, it's not that much different. I guess for me, it's, I didn't want something really big because I was coming from the fuel band, which was very unobtrusive and small. And I'm not somebody who likes a big watch or set leg or like jewelry on my wrist. So no, I'm, I'm pretty happy with 38 just because there isn't that much of a difference where I don't think I'd be, I don't think the ease of like drawing using digital touch would be that much better with a 42. Like it just doesn't make that much of a difference. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe I'm, maybe I should even just like look at the 38 and I'd probably go, oh yeah, there's hardly any difference, but um anyway um yeah i think you know initial impressions have been pretty good for me um it, it's too early to make any sort of conclusion but i definitely i the thing the things on my mind are the the, the taptic or haptic whatever feedback kind of how that's gonna pan out it just it's i don't know it's just it's different than what i was expecting and maybe a lot of that is just because it's so different than the pebble um but yeah i don't know i guess in, in some ways i'm in some ways, it's almost just business as usual just because of the fact that I'm already coming from having used a smartwatch for so long. And I don't really think the way that I'm going to use Apple Watch is going to differ a ton from the way that I was using my Pebble. Like you know, we've talked about on the show, I, I don't really see myself using a lot of different third-party apps. So you know, for me, notifications are the big thing. And you know, notifications were fine on the Pebble. So you know, these are just a significantly better version of that. So, so I guess my question would be, are you, well, a couple of questions, uh, are you going to be one, like, do you foresee yourself trying to get information out of the watch or are you going to take the approach that you're just going to let it grab your attention when it needs to? I, the latter. Yeah. I, I don't think, um, I think if I'm actively seeking information or if I actively want to communicate with someone, that's going to be something that I do on my phone. And then when people are either contacting me or an app wants to tell me something, that's where instead of feeling the vibration in my pocket and then having to pull out my phone, I'll now just, you know, look at my watch. And do, do you think that you will ever place a phone call from your wrist? And do you think you are going to respond to text messages from your wrist? And, and also, will you use Siri? Like, basically, do you think you're going to use it to initiate many things? No, I, I don't think I'm ever really going to make a phone call from it. I already don't use Siri on my phone, so I don't really see why that would change any on the watch. Because you don't like the sassy timer language? <laughs> well, no, the, the timer is the one and only thing I do use Siri for. So you you don't up, like her quips about what you're timing? I don't, and I don't like the fact that they keep coming out with new ones. Like, There's literally, I guess, somebody's job somewhere to like write new Siri quips for the timer. And I just, I wish that those resources were being spelt elsewhere. Um, but any, anyway. Yeah, um, apparently it's time for chocolate. <laughs> I swear to God, that's what it says. Um, I do think I'll respond to text messages. In fact, I tried doing that a couple of times today. Um, although I'm, I'm not really the type who gives like one word answers on a text. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm kind of wordy in general, which is maybe a whole different issue, but um so one one word responses, which is kind of the the default way to respond to a text, is this is not really my thing most of the time, but we'll see. Yeah, and you can also customize your default replies. 
so which which I enjoy because there are certain things that I will like if I'm just if somebody sends me a question or wants to confirm something like I'll generally say sounds great or also like there there are different phrases that you can use that are not just okay that allow you to respond from your wrist which is kind of nice yeah that's a good point um, Mike Hurley talked a little bit about that on the uh, most recent upgrade podcast and yeah I'll probably I'll probably do that um, I guess oh, the other thing that I'll, I'll kind of point out that stood out to me right away and this is a I think a pretty common thing that a lot of people have been talking about is the watch the watch faces are good but none of them are great none of them are like oh yes like you know you see it and you're like yes that's the one so you so that didn't happen with mickey <laughs> that didn't happen with mickey and you know of course i'm using the the modular one which is like that pretty much like what everybody uses is that the digital one it's the digital one. Um, but like the, right away, the thing that I hate about it is that you can't change the position of the time. Which the I time Because you can't make it bigger or you can't make it just kind of take up most of the space. So here's, here's what I would do. I would put the time in the middle and give it the biggest square. And then I would put my calendar information where the, the clock is in the upper right-hand corner. That would be, if I could do that, I would consider the modular watch face to be pretty close to perfect. But I mean, not being able to do that, it's like, a, like it's, it's a pretty big thing with it. And so like, I, don't, I don't like the fact that front and center is the calendar. Like I would, I would rather that be the time. Well, and you understand how to change that, right? Well, I do, but you know what I'm saying. On the modular watch face, you, you, you can't put the time in the, the middle box. Exactly. And that's, I think, I just, I don't really understand why. Yeah, I'm disappointed with how the watch faces panned out, but mainly that there are so few digital faces, and digital faces seemed like an afterthought. And I don't know, it's just, it's just kind of disappointing. Because, like, the information density with the modular face is actually pretty decent, but just the time is just placed in the top right corner in just a really, really strange way. Right. And the, the, the analog watch faces, they visually look very nice. They're just not very functional. What, and also, you know, what's the... So when you... Let me do this here. So when you, when you go to edit your watch face, if you go all the way to the right, there's a little plus button and it says new. Mm-hmm. What does that do? So the, I haven't figured out how to delete those after you make them. But it allows you to choose a customizable watch face. So if you want to have different variants of the modular one like if you want like let's say a work week one where it shows your calendar in like the middle or and you want like a weekend or a going out one you have that option so rather than just customizing one version of that particular watch face you can create your own i see but i have not figured out how to delete it after you've done it and i really don't think there's a way to so okay so on your you use the modular watch face as well um, yeah, actually, let me I'll send you a link. I think I posted this to Twitter earlier. I was gonna say, well, I mean, also, you can send it to me, but walk, walk the listeners through what, what is your modular watch face of choice? Uh, it's in the Slack. Okay. So for me, I, I, I guess I, I think last week I made the, the case that I was really upset that there isn't a fitness focused watch face. Um, so I, cause I thought that'd be the most useful for me. So in my top left corner, I have the little uh, fitness circle thing, which I, I don't really like because I don't think it's a good way. Like, I, I don't care how much I stand up. I'm, I'm standing up most of the day. Um, and then I have the watch, or I have the time next to it. 
in the middle, the only thing that I found that made sense for me was to put the um, uh, the uh, like sunset time just because it shows where you are and like having my count. <laughs> Is that in case you forget where you are? Like kind of. <laughs> like, because having having my calendar there never made any sense because I'm not somebody who schedules my day around actual appointments. I schedule it around to-dos, and there's no way for me to integrate OmniFocus into this. So that, uh, like, the calendar is a very limited utility for me. And then in the bottom right, cor- bottom left corner, I have just a day of the week and, uh, and the day of the month. In the middle, just for symmetry, I have the moon phase. And then in the bottom right, I have um, the timer which is is what I use all the time for everything. Whether I'm cooking or just kind of managing like just my own time, uh, I prefer uh, to have the timer there. Yeah, I think actually I've been, I have one spot, in fact, that exact same spot, the lower right-hand corner that I've been kind of struggling to figure out what to put there. And um, I think actually I'm going to put the timer there. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I wish it didn't say set all the time. Whenever there isn't an active countdown, I, I wish the, the timer icon was just bigger. But yeah, it's very nice just because when you actually go to the watch face or when you go to the home screen, which is not the watch face, um, the difference between world clock, stopwatch, and timer, they all look the exact same, which um, it just having it on the home screen makes it much easier to uh, navigate to. Yeah, I guess the thing the thing about it, though, is that, I don't know, I just think I find both the, the time of the sunset and the moon phase to be too really just kind of oblivious pieces of information and i i get why you have them there for symmetry but the thing is like you can have nothing in the middle but it just looks so fucking weird no no i i get it and i totally get it and even the fact that you have the the moon phase in the the bottom middle because like, if there was nothing there it would look weird exactly no i i totally get it visually it's just like when i'm i'm looking at this picture that you sent and it's just there's so much information on there that it, i just would never care about mm-hmm I'm never sitting there at two o'clock in the afternoon thinking, oh man, what time is the sunset today? And exactly how many minutes until that time is it from now? Or gosh, you know, what, what phase of the moon is it tonight? Like these are just things I never, this is just not relevant to me. Exactly. And the thing is like, if I put the weather there, it doesn't make any sense just because one, it doesn't refresh frequently enough for, for battery reasons. And that's just not that uh, terribly useful. And just most of the things that you can put there just aren't very good. Because like if I if I change that over to being um, uh, what do you call it like if I change it to the day of the week like that's it's it ends up being larger than the time which makes absolutely no sense and then if I change it to like stock quotes like I don't want a twenty minute delayed Nasdaq quote of what Apple's trading at and if I go to activity where if, like let's say I wanted to make it a slightly fitness uh, centric um, watch face it doesn't show steps I don't care how much I'm standing. So does everything makes it just makes so little sense to me. Just like the the options there, like they did, I just they, it makes me feel like they they wanted to make all the um, analog ones beautiful, and they just thought, oh well, people want this, so just let them have shitty options for it. So I'm trying I'm trying to figure out how to uh, send my watch face to you. So you click the digital crown and the uh, friend button together once. And then it ends up as being a camera roll picture. I think I got it. I, I put it in the, the the Slack, the podcast ideas. Okay. Do you see that? Uh, yes. Okay. So that that's, so that's that's what mine looks like. So that the color should be no <laughs> no surprise to you. I'm looking at the bottom right. 
<laughs> yeah, so that's so I so I have the uh, so I guess you you can you can have your like you know a stock uh, on any one of the smaller squares, and so I, I have the the stock of my my company on there. But it's a delayed quote, so I don't get how that's useful. Yeah, it's it's a delayed quote, and <laughs> given the fact that the stock market's only open for half of the day, you know, for for the other half of the day, I mean, that's just a static piece of information that doesn't change at all, which is you know not very helpful. So I, I think I'm actually going to change it to setting the the timer. I kind of like that. The thing that makes me ner- not nervous, but that makes me apprehensive, I guess those are the same thing, is I don't understand the point of putting the battery up there. Because I, I, for me, the battery life has not been a concern at all, even though initially that was my concern. And I, do, I think like I would feel nervous if it was there all the time where I could be like, oh, I used it more this hour and now I'm down like 15%, even though I've never come close to being like under 30% at the end of the day, having the battery there was it would just drive me nuts. Well, you know, so um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm updating this now. So I think I actually might change that to the weather. Yeah, so I just, I just changed the, the timer or I've changed the bottom right to the timer, and then I'm changing the bottom left to the weather. Yeah, there we go. So yeah, I don't know. Okay, that looks that looks okay. And w- and what what led to your choice of color? That's oh, my favorite color. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not not that complicated. Yeah. And actually, I know it's been very uh, short for you to have it, but. W- do you think you like the approach they've taken to activity tracking? Like that circular thing and the metrics that they feel are important to track? Do you think that's the right way to do it? Yeah. Actually, conceptually, I think it does make a lot of sense that the three rings, I, I kind of like the standing kind of walking and like more active. Like I think those are three interesting categories to track. Um, but I was thinking about that on the ride home today. So that's when I set up the activity thing. I'm going to keep a pretty close eye on that the next couple of weeks to see, you know, w- if if that's something that I pay more attention to. Because we've talked on the show about how I've had a fuel band and a couple different Fitbits. And none of that stuff has really ever stuck. Like, it's been interesting for a short period of time. And then I just kind of get over it. Um, but I, I wonder now if, you know, having the activity tracker in kind of this like permanent location on my watch face will change that feeling in any way. So I don't know. We'll see. But no, I actually, I do think the three rings is kind of neat. Do you think standing should be as prominent as it is? Yes, because um, I, and I say this as somebody who sits at a desk all day, standing and walking around more frequently is something that I have thought a lot about the last, I'd say, six to eight months. So you're, you're definitely going to leave the stand reminders on? I think, well, I'm, I'm going to try. I, I could see how they would get annoying. And, you know, like uh, Jason Snell mentioned on, also on the last episode of Upgrade, how when he was on a cross-country flight recently, he kept getting the stand every you know, hour notification, and he found that pretty annoying. Um, you don't you don't want to be that guy on a plane. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I'm going to leave him on, and we'll we'll see how it goes. I, I could see those habits changing, but um, at least for now, I'm going to give it a try. Um, but it, but that is something that I already try to do because I I definitely notice a f- different feeling when I come home in the evening on days where. 
I'm a little bit better about getting up and walking around versus days where I, you know, literally don't get up out of my desk. Gotcha. Um, and, and this is unrelated, but it, it uh, what you said brought me to it. So do you have it on silent? Oh, of course. The, okay. That's the, the, the very first setting that I changed when I got into the Apple watch app, because for some reason it's not on silent by default, but which I don't, I, I put it on silent. Okay. Thank you. Or for the love of humanity, thank you. Oh yeah, I mean that having having the watch make sound. I mean, even my like, I never have my phone on. I know my phone's always on silent too. So I yeah, I don't I don't get I don't get that. Yeah. Oh, one of the best uh, features. Uh, well, actually, and well, since we're talking about watch faces, um, how have how long did it take you to figure out or kind of adjust to? like swipe down for notifications and swipe up for glances? And do you think glances make sense so far? Um, so I, I knew about it, but only because of all the reviews and podcasts that I've listened to. I think had I gotten one of these day one or you know even gotten like a review unit or something, like somewhere where I hadn't already read and heard so much about it, I, I don't think I would have just intuitively figured that out. Um. And then in terms of like how useful I think glances are, um, we'll see, I guess. I mean, I, I, I view glances as falling more into the category of using the watch as a device that I proactively go out and get information from, which like we talked about a few minutes ago, I just, I don't think that's the way I'm going to typically use it. I think like if I want to look at something, I'll just look at it on my phone. So I don't know. I, I, my initial hunch is that I, I don't think I'm going to use those a ton, but we'll see. Okay. I, there's an area where I need to think a lot about like what I'm going to put there because the, I mean, the default glances are for the most part kind of useless. Again, again, delayed stock quotes and, and the weather like, <laughs> and your, and your heart rate. The heart rate actually isn't bad. Like, so in the glances, I do like that you can find your phone really easily. Oh, that yeah, that's kind of neat. Yeah, so that's cool. Just because if it's between the couch cushions or something, I do like that it allows you to um, change media playback. So, like, if I'm walking around the house and I have a podcast playing and I want to like skip the uh, four minute Squarespace ad read, um, I can control that from the wrist, which is neat. Um, and then you get can I, can I can I can I interrupt you for a second? Sure. Can you can you do that? Even if you're using a third, like if you're using like Overcast or some third party podcast app, does that still yes. work? Okay, good. So it's kind of in the sense where you can do control center and it controls right. whatever's playing. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. And then you get like that slightly broader activity view, but um I do, but if you just tap the activity button on the watch face when you've put it there, it gives you more detail anyway. Um and but yeah, like the the weather and stocks make no sense, and I prefer to have the um battery meter tucked away as a glance as to not make me so nervous. And then um, checking your heart rate every once in a while is kind of cool, because because the the workout app is so terrible. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm actually I'm on my my glances page now. I'm gonna get rid of weather. Gonna get rid of stocks. What does maps do? It just shows you where you oh where you are. Except it takes 15 seconds to load every time. Yeah. So okay. So I I noticed that. So I tried to open the maps application when I was on the on the ride home today, and it, it maps took forever. Mm-hmm. In fact, I actually had to open the app twice for it to load, <laughs> and it loaded the second time, but only after fifteen twenty seconds. And then it was like it was like using Maps on the iPhone, but 
laggy. No, it was, it was like using maps on the iPhone 1. <laughs> right. And I guess I think that was my main, like my chief complaint last week is that certain things just take far too long to load. And I understand there's Bluetooth latency and there's a whole lot of issues, but things either don't refresh as often as they should, or they take too long to load, which kind of forces you to use it as a like, come get my attention type of device. But I think Apple would have needed to kind of distance themselves from suggesting that all these things are things you should be doing with it if that makes sense yeah it does um i'm kind of playing around with glances a little bit here i don't i don't know that's i don't know i feel like it's it's just it's all of these kind of different customization things are are, are stuff that you're going to figure out over time like it really is just going to come down to like after using it for a few weeks it's like, oh, I find myself wanting to look at this a lot, so I'll you know put this high up on the glance list. Or well, but the thing is, most things like most third party apps, if you have something that you actually do want, like the the default glances that are there are are what's there. There's not stuff that you are not choosing to look at, and I don't think third party glances are a thing. So no, I'll... no, they 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 totally are. So what has a glance? Uh, it, I mean, the apps that have developed it. So whenever you so if you go into the Apple Watch app and you scroll down to where the third-party apps are, if Ooh. the app if the app supports glances, so you, so when you click on the app, there'll be two choices. There'll be show app on Apple Watch, which is basically installing the app on your watch, and then below that is show in glances. And if if they if it has a glances menu available, then you just flip that and it becomes a glance. Oh, I'm a dummy. All right. Yeah, but I mean, you know, as I'm going through my list of third-party apps, you know, some of the ones that I would want to have a glance don't. In fact, you know, like the number one app that I would want in general would be Fantastical, and that doesn't even have an Apple Watch app, period. So, at least well, not yet. Well, would you need it? Because again, how is that different than Calendar? Because you're not going to be doing like the predictive text stuff. I haven't, I guess I haven't seen this in action yet, but, you know, so I get Fantastical notifications on my phone but it, because there isn't an apple watch app does that mean i'm not going to get those notifications on the watch no it means so the notifications that transfer over like you know when you get one that pops up at the top of the screen and then you can like drag down on it to say i want to do more with this notification yeah it does exactly what you'd expect it to do on the watch Regardless of whether there's a actual app for the watch. Exactly. So like um, Outlook, which I use as a, a replacement email application, whenever I get a notification pushed from that from like a high priority sender, it allows me to do all the same things that I would through a like top level notification on the actual phone, which means that I can say I want to mark it as red, I want to schedule it for later, or I can delete it, all acting from that notification on an app that doesn't have an Apple Watch app. Got it. Yeah. Um, I guess oh, another area we haven't yet talked about that was a kind of an, another first impression, positive one. The digital crown is really nice. It kind feels of. great. I well, let me rephrase. The hardware that feels bit. great. The scrolling feels really nice. I don't like the way the button feels. I don't mind how the button feels, and I think the scrolling is very nice. Except kind of like if you're setting a timer, I think sometimes it's a bit too. Um... Like, it goes from, like, crazy adjustment levels really quickly. I just think the way it acts and what it does is generally not what you'd expect it or want it to do. Well, yeah, I guess I guess you have to separate that conversation into two pieces. I agree. Software-wise, yeah. Um, 
but I think hardware wise, it's great. Um, and, and, and on that topic, the having the, the sole other dedicated button on the watch be dedicated to that stupid, useless friend thing. Um, it, it is, is, is as dumb as you'd expect it to be. Hey, I need a dedicated button to be able to send people my heartbeat. <laughs> and, you know, I, I will say something, too, that so in my, you know, kind of like favorite list of uh, contacts, I have two people who have the same initials. And there's no there's no way to really very clearly differentiate between the two without actually scrolling over to see their picture. Don't they get assigned different colors? They do, but then so I'm I'm have I have to remember a certain color for each contact now. Like that just doesn't I don't know that doesn't seem like a very. We well, can drag them in terms of priority. True, that's true. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I find that whole screen to just be like I guess you know it's it's in the same way that I hardly ever use my favorites list on my iPhone. Like, like like on the iPhone, if there were a dedicated button to bring me to the favorites list and and uh, iOS. Well, there is. I mean, it, when I assume you turn this off like I did, but when you double click the the home button to get to the multitasking switcher, doesn't it always give you that like above the application icons? Oh, can you turn that off? Yes. Oh, how do you do that? <laughs> oh God, I, you left that on. Uh, if you go to settings and then you go to um, phone or not, <laughs> okay. uh, hold on, it's somewhere. <laughs> Oh, it's under mail, contacts, and calendar. Of course it is. <laughs> and then um, it is a show in app switcher. Show in app switcher. Where is, where is that? It's like halfway down mixed with a bunch of other crap. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, this is great. Because me, like I'm calling random numbers of, like, of, uh, of things all during the day, and those are generally not people I actually want to text later. Oh, that's great. Okay, perfect. I just turned that off. All right. I feel like huh. I feel like we really help some people. <laughs> that's that's what we're all about here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I f- I feel like um, you know, it's it's funny in some ways because we had made a comment either last week or the week before about how we were getting a little tired of hearing about the Apple Watch, but I feel like now that we have it, there there is just a ton to talk about, and I feel I'm not like sure about that. Well, I, maybe it's just because I, it's my first day still, but. I just feel like over time, I'm going to start developing new habits with it and start learning new things about it and using it in different ways. And I, I just, I feel like it's one of those devices, like similar to like, you know, when you first got the iPhone where you just over time, you, you just, yeah, there's just so, there's so much to talk about. So I don't, I don't know. So I guess for me, one of my main uh, my, uh, bones to pick with Apple is that I, I feel as though their marketing deceptive is the wrong word. But I think they're framing the product wrong and they're overselling the wrong parts of it where I think people will be either annoyed or disappointed in it. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, I, I, I totally do. But what does that mean for them? Like, do you think, not, not that's going to doom the product, but do you think that's going to diminish satisfaction with it because people are going into it with the wrong... Because if you try to use this the way they suggest in the ads you're going to think that all Apple stuff is just impossible to use and that it's it's the worst thing ever. Because it's just, it's it's the wrong form factor for most of the things they're suggesting. Yeah, and it related to that, like one of the, the really common themes that you hear a lot about is that, oh, well, 
you know, the first version of Apple Watch is definitely more of just a companion device to the iPhone. I mean, you, you explicitly have to have an iPhone in order to use it. But over time in version two or version three, it's going to become its own independent device. And it's, it's going to function almost as like an iPhone replacement instead. And like that, that whole narrative to me just doesn't really make any sense. Like I don't, I just don't see without some new advancement in technology that we can't even imagine of right now, how the Apple watch would replace even, you know, even 5% really of what I do on my phone. Exactly. Cause if I, cause if I think of a world where like Bluetooth latency isn't a problem and let's say like I opened maps on it and it was instantaneous, I, I still don't see where that would be a more effective or appropriate media or like a, a like context for using that type of application. So even if I uh, if I forgive all the shortcomings that it has, it it still doesn't make sense. So I think I I, I don't know. I think the Apple just got caught in the trap of thinking this either doesn't do enough that they try to throw everything at it, and they haven't refined the marketing message where I think a lot of people are going to just either be confused or disappointed. Because I, I think it's a really tough sell. Like, you can't do a $40 million marketing campaign saying this is something that allows you to not have to take your phone out of your pocket when you want to know who's texting you. Like, even though that's an amazing killer feature, I don't think that's going to move a lot of units. I, I agree with that just because it really is one of those things that you have to experience to appreciate and you just you can't experience it through an ad. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I do think that when people are actually using the watch, I don't think they're going to be terribly disappointed. Um, I no, I, I don't think that I'm saying if they use it the way that we have suggested people use it, I, I don't think they will be. But I think if they expect to do all the things that have been pitched to them, they will be. Like I don't expect people to come into this with like metered expectations. Fair, but I, I do think that, you know, once we start ha having like native third party apps and just general kind of software improvement, there does seem like the possibility that a lot of interesting, you know, use cases could could open up. I agree that like today, like perfect examples, even with like the overcast app, like the delay that there is where it's loading up the information it wants to display is crazy. And that's a, it's a terrible user experience. And I assume that's the same way CarPlay is. Like, I think all of these things are just half-ass is the wrong word, but yeah. I, I think Apple has taken a very, very different approach with version one of the watch as compared to something like the, the phone, where there were no third-party apps. Things were much more limited, but they were much more focused. So what was there worked really, really well. But you didn't really, you couldn't really do a whole lot with it. Whereas with the watch, they want to make it so that you can do a ton, but none of it works as well as it did on like the first iPhone. Mm -hmm. Which you know, I, I, I there, clearly there are pros and cons with both both approaches. Um, I think the the approach with the phone is much more of the. I, I, I kind of hate when people use this kind of phrase, but like more of like the Steve Jobs Apple. And I like now the watch feels more like, again, and I hate this phrase too, but like kind of like the new Apple, 
No, I I definitely agree in the sense that uh, I don't I don't want to frame this as a conversation like oh if Steve we're still around but it, that's yeah that's why that's why I don't really like those phrases but but, but no like yeah. I think the most prior like if we think of like 1999 to 2011 Apple or whatever like whenever a new product came out they found like a couple of just really really good solid use cases for a new product and they narrowed the focus until people got it and then expanded it when things were for the most part ready i don't want to say that every new release or generation of a product was an instant hit and there were no growing pains and things didn't and that there weren't things that didn't work well but i think this product could really benefit from a more narrowed focus at least to nurture something that is kind of the most like that's just a completely optional accessory it's like a phone you have to have a phone like a, a bluetooth connected smartwatch is so far away from being a requirement i i don't know if i entirely agree with that last point i over the course of the last couple of years using my pebble you're, i you're did not start everybody. to view that well I, like i, I mm, think about we, people who you know have an iphone and enjoy their iphone like I don't think you can do the. I don't think you can pitch them on this being an irreplaceable. Like you charge this every night because it's just so worth it. I, I think it. I I feel like I've said this like <laughs> a dozen times on the show, but um, I I do really believe in it. It's I I think once you get into a, a rhythm and a habit of being able to look at notifications on your wrist instead of pulling out your phone. Particularly in, when you're in like an office type of environment, like, you know, like most people are, where pulling out your phone kind of has somewhat of a negative connotation, depending on the context, whereas a, you know, discreet glance down at your wrist is a bit more acceptable and just not as obvious. I, I think having the ability to do that is really, really useful. And it, you're right. I mean, it's not like it's an absolute must have and you cannot function during your day. Without it, similar to how if you left your phone behind, that that really would be a problem in a lot of ways. But at least for me, and I, I don't. I mean, we talked also about this on the show. We're like, I'm, you know, as being a, a nerd like I am, I'm actually not really like a hardcore like tech gadget guy kind of anymore. Like, I feel like the way that I use my computer and my phone is pretty similar to how a lot of people do. I mean, if I think about like what I do on my phone through the day, it's a lot of like Facebook and Twitter and RSS and it's just basic stuff, right? And I don't think messaging. RSS is basic. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe you that's had, a... You had people up until then. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but like, I, I think the utility of being able to look at who's texting me or who's calling me or what my next calendar appointment is and being able to see that notification on my wrist, I think that's something virtually every user of a smartphone would find tremendously useful. I don't think you have to be a, an, an Uber nerd or anything to appreciate that. I think you're overestimating a lot of people. And I don't know if you've ever, like, I, I assume you have pretty bright friends, but do you ever, have you ever seen anybody's phone where their lock screen, like everything that could potentially send them a push notification is sending them a push notification? And you just see a lock screen filled up with things and it just makes you like anxious. Uh, yeah, I have seen those. 
those are the type of people that I think would either hate or love a smartwatch because it would just feed into them. Like they, they need to know every Instagram like that they get, or they need like it. Just everything has to, to like buzz you. And I, I, I think that's the difference. I think most people do not manage their notifications as closely as we do. And I, I just, I think you give a lot of people a bit too much credit with regards to this and that's why a product like this might not be so universally welcomed or not welcomed but people wouldn't realize its utility because people would have no idea how to customize it because people le let their phones run wild and just every little thing can steal their attention away well i mean that's where that that, that is i think the biggest hurdle with getting someone set up on the Apple Watch is I, I think figuring out and, and then configuring which notifications you want to have sent, that is a that is a big process. And that, that really could be a process that, you know, takes some number of days. Whereas you, you know, like, oh, you know, I got this notification and I find it really annoying. So I'm going to turn it off. Or conversely, something happens and you go, oh, you know, I, I wish I would have gotten a notification for that. Let me see if there's a way I can turn that off. And, like, and I guess my, my, my point is that how many people, like how, what percentage of like potential buyers would completely glaze over and just stop listening if you say, let's configure push notifications? I think, I think that's a fair, I think that's a fair criticism. And, you know, I, I think the Apple Watch app, which is, you know, where you configure all this stuff, it's... It's good, but mm. it's not great. I it lacks an elegance that you'd expect from. S no, well, no. It, it in it in a lot of ways, it looks exactly like the settings application on iOS does, which is also a complete mess. Well, again, like I, that's what I'm saying. It lacks focus and like it lacks the, like the delicate touch that this type of product needs. Like, I think, if anything, they erred too far on the power user side of things. Like, I don't know, like, there, there's, like, a billion things you can customize on. And even for me, like, I don't even know exactly what all of them would do immediately. Yeah. I guess that's where my frustration will continue to kind of come through. Because I, I guess, like, at, compared to a week ago or compared to when I had forgotten I pre-ordered it, I do think it's a really worthwhile product that I do like. But I, I continue to question its mass market appeal, or at least in its current state, which I think is still too fiddly for somebody who doesn't like technology to put up with. So it'd either be a product they let just go wild and will be disappointed in, or something that they will stop wearing after two weeks or in return. Hmm. I I don't know. I, I I guess it's yeah, I don't know. I guess it's one of those things that we'll we'll see. I for me, it just it makes so much sense and I I have a hard time seeing it how seeing it through the lens of somebody who it, it doesn't make sense for, but yeah, I mean we'll we'll see, I guess. It's good for dog pictures on the wrist though. <laughs> and I know he's joked, but if there was like a Darth app on it, like if if it saw my bro, uh, my blood pressure was uh or heart uh, heart rate was uh getting worked up and I needed a picture of a dog I I would pay a lot of money for that app. So there you know there's been a lot of talk and this is actually something that until it was brought up after the launch I really didn't even think about but the 
lack of being able to you know install like a third-party watch face like you are just limited by the ones that apple gives you and then with that whatever customization options they give you within each so that's a really that's a weird one in the sense that i like again i know i've been saying they need to narrow their focus and i but i still don't like the watch faces i think it's incredibly smart and wise that they are not allowing third-party faces yet because people have no taste and in because have you ever seen any of the Android Wear faces? Or actually, the the Pebble had customizable faces, right? Oh yeah, it it did. Yeah, and ninety nine percent of them were butt ugly, right? Yeah, I I always I always just stuck with one of the the default watch faces. So that's what I think. The like I think, I think is there's no way like Apple can say like nope, that's too ugly. Like they can't take like a, like an oop like a, like a, <laughs> let's like an insanely like critical like App Store like approach. Like, because the App Store, even, like, they have limited rules on, like, the quality of your app, but they can't say this is too ugly to put in the store. Whereas I think with the watch, they, they certainly should have that option. So I think it for the first couple of years, we're not going to have customizable watch faces, but or, but I really, really hope that they add more first-party ones. I, I, I it just, it totally feels like one of those things that we're going to get. Like, I don't know if it's a year from now or two years from now, but I can just totally see the presentation where I don't, I don't know if they start coming out with like annual software releases for the watch, like, you know, Apple watch OS two or whatever. I don't know. But like, if, if they start doing something like that, I could totally see them at WWDC or at one of these September events that they do give a demonstration of the next version of the Apple watch software. And they say, and now you have third party watch faces. I just, I just totally see that. I think that happens long, long after we get true third-party applications on it. Yeah, but that, I mean, true third-party applications are coming like later this year, so that's not really that far off. I think far later this year. I would, I would wager a decent sum of money that that is not a WWDC thing. Um. Well, I well, it depends depends on what you mean. I, I could see them talking about it at WWDC. Well, I'm, I'm sure they'll make like a that, passing reference to it, but I do not think there will be an SDK within a couple of months. Oh, I, I don't I I don't agree with that. I could see there being an SDK at WWDC. Gentleman's wager. Ah, uh, sure. Well, what's what's a good bet? I don't know. Three months of TiVo service. <laughs> no. Um, Tivo service is kind of expensive. It's thirteen bucks a month. Is I feel like I pay more than that. Oh, maybe I'm like grandfathered in some old thing. Yeah, I feel I feel like I pay at least fifteen. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I mean I I get my money's worth, but not staring at that Comcast box. Um, I don't. know well, We can come up with something. Yeah, but um, I I really hope. So, do you think we have to wait a full year before there are more watch faces? Because I'm really hoping there's a, a like a watchOS 1.1 release, and there's like at least like three more watch faces. Am am I just dreaming? Yeah, I think you are. Ugh. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, yeah, this isn't this isn't a perfect analogy, but I think about. It wasn't until what iOS four that they allowed you to put your own picture as wallpaper, something like well, that. Well, no, I right? still don't think they. Sh- I do not think you should be allowed to put a picture as as your watch face. Well, but where where I'm going with this though is that Apple didn't allow you to put your own wallpaper a- a- until you know much much later, and in the interim, I don't believe they added any additional stock wallpaper f- all the way through all those 
all those releases. Well, that was a processing power reason. Well, you can may, may well, but so but maybe maybe you could make kind of a similar argument with the watch too, given the Well, no, you certainly can because uh, uh, the fact that it's uh just mostly black and everything else that's because it has an OLED screen which thrives on having most of it cuz rather than an LCD where you have it's it's white and you're trying to black out everything else, this is natively black and only lights up certain parts of it. So if you have a full color image, especially if it's heavily blue, that's going to murder your battery life. A little bit of a side note, but what do, what do you think about the screen? Looks great. I think it looks okay. Yeah, I think it looks good. I think your issue is that you have it green. Well, no, I'm like I'm I'm looking at the honeycomb whatever UI and I I think I think it looks okay. I think it looks very good, but I think again the graphics processor or whatever's inside of it, like animations will sometimes be laggy or a little bit stuttery. I don't think it's its appearance. I think like the fluidity of the way things work is what's more of a concern or a complaint of mine. I think it yeah, I think it looks a maybe a little bit washed out. I, don't I know. do I would disagree. I do not think vibrancy is an issue here. Okay. Yeah. Well, agree to disagree. Wait, what were we talking about? I don't really know. I kind of <laughs> I, I took us I took us in a different direction. I apologize for that. Um anyway, yeah, no uh so hopefully new wash faces. Ever since my jellyfish died, I don't know what to do. <laughs> So I so I've been following your uh, jellyfish saga a bit on Twitter, but I don't I don't understand I don't understand what happened. So if you choose one of the motion, uh, so if you go to the clock and you force touchdown on it, and that's that's not a great phrase, but if you, if you uh, go to the motion one, you have the choice of either getting uh, butterflies, um, flowers, or jellyfish, and it seems All like right, hold, I'm sorry. Hold on, it's time for me to stand. I just I just got that notification for the first time. That's, that's Sorry. why I turned that crap off. <laughs> and and what, what's his name? Craig Hockenberry had a good joke that uh, what, what, wouldn't it be funny if at WWDC, since it reminds you at the uh, 50 minutes on the hour, if you haven't stood up, that during every session, everybody just stood up. <laughs> pretty good. Anyway, but yeah, if you go into to the motion, um, the jellyfish after three days, like I don't know if it's a known bug or something, but the jellyfish just stop appearing. And it's just a complete black display until you restart the the watch. So, and so so is is are really the only three choices a butterfly, a flower, and a jellyfish? Yeah, and the jellyfish are cool, but yeah, but isn't that a really? I don't know. Isn't that just really useless as a watch face? It is, and that's the problem. That's why I had to go back to the ugly, the, <laughs> the ugly modular one. Is that like there's no like because I really wanted an activity and a timer shortcut. And it's not possible to get that. So, yeah, so it looks like all you all you can do on this is really just what add the date. Exactly, that's the only customizable part of it. Yeah, that's that doesn't seem that doesn't seem very useful. It's not. So that means basically you then have only one digital face, unless you want just like this weird extra large one. I mean, it definitely seems like no accident that the modular watch face is the default one. I don't think it is. I I think when I first turned mine on, that was the first. I think that's what it came up. Bond. No, I'm I'm almost certain that um, utility is the default one. Oh, well, maybe you. Yeah, maybe you're right. Ooh, I did find out how to delete one. Oh, nice. Oh, so if, figure figured there had to be a way. Yeah. So, oh shit, did I delete the one I actually like? All right. <laughs> well, if you like, so yeah, I can delete this duplicate of Mickey. But if you need to delete a watch face that you don't want, you just swipe up on it. 
cool. Well, you know that that actually that brings up a really good point that maybe we've talked around the edges a little bit on, but there's just so much that's just not very intuitive. Well, exactly. Like, I mean, we won't get into the fact that the home screen is not the home screen of the watch and that the watch face is the home screen of the watch, which I think uh, Mike Hurley and Jason Snell made a really good point of, but that most of the gestures or what you have to do is very cryptic and not straightforward at all. Yeah, I, I, com- I completely agree. Um, and, and, you know, we talked about this when talking about the digital crown, too. Just the fact that pressing on that button, it's kind of always a mystery where that's going to go. Like, sometimes it's back. Sometimes it's to the watch face. Sometimes it's to the honeycomb thing. It's just, I don't know. I just, I haven't really been able to, like, pin down exactly what the behavior of that button is. So, I mean, I found that it is somewhat straightforward, kind of. I mean, so if you double-click the digital crown, you get to the last application that you're using recently. Oh, see, I, I didn't know that. And then if you're on the watch face, then that takes you to the honeycomb. If you're on the honeycomb and you're not zoomed to the center, it takes you to the center. And then if you click it again, it takes you to the watch, which takes a lot of getting used to. Hmm. Um, but I, I just found that that to be just like really weird and inconsistent. And if you hold it down, of course you get Siri, except I can't get Siri to ever work on the first try. And you can also zoom in and out using the crown and sort of go to the watch, except you can't always do that. Like you can zoom into the watch face, but you can't zoom out of it. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a lot of inconsistency, which, which is just strange. Oh yeah, I see. I see what you mean about yeah. From the honeycomb, you can zoom into the watch face, but then once you're fully zoomed, like if you're almost all the way in, you can still zoom out. But if you zoom all the way in, you can't zoom out. Exactly. So I mean, that's fine. And oh, damn, I just had a, I had another topic. Oh, actually, yeah. What has been your success with? I know it's a limited time, but like the wrist detection. For me, like unless I'm actually doing the whole like I'm, I'm lifting up my arm to check the time. I'm getting maybe like sixty percent of the time that it notices that I want the screen on. Uh, yeah, it's it is it's hit or miss. It's about what I expected it to be. It, it, most of the time, if you if you make the motion of turning your wrist towards you, that seems to work pretty consistently. For me, if like if I move my arm, like if my arm's like kind of out of my view and I move it in, but I don't like twist my wrist, it doesn't do it at all. And then I have to click the button. And then when I click the button, it then realizes, oh, you wanted it, and then it turns itself off. Well, no, you can just you can also just tap the screen, and it'll come on. Ooh, yeah, that was a uh, Jason Snell tip. Wow. So yeah, so you can if 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 your screen doesn't come on and you want to look at the time, you can just tap the screen, and it'll pop up. Hmm, that's much easier than uh, hitting the crown. It is. Um, <laughs> yeah, that could be a show title. I like that. No, I, I've said other stuff. Oh uh, yeah, you probably have. That's true. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen um, better. So another question for you. So is when you when you're wearing Apple Watch, is there no way when the screen is turned off on your phone for your phone to still vibrate when you get like a text message or a phone call? If the screen's on. But no, it's like if if, if my phone is just like on the desk somewhere or something and somebody's calling me, is there is there no way to have the phone vibrate as well? I don't think so, and I think that's for the best. I think in most cases it is too, but I guess it just goes back to my like, and we'll see how this pans out, but it's like my, my thought of missing one of the, the haptic taps. Well, also, if I, I think if you don't, 
address it. Like I think the the it would still appear as a, a missed notification in the lock screen of the phone. It right? does. Yeah. The the little red dot. Yeah. No, no. I mean on your phone itself. Oh, that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It'll be an interesting. So I'm, I'm I'll look forward to kind of a, a revised recap of what you think a weekend. Let me let me know if you go for a run for it or like a, a run with it or if you do any physical activity with it because I really want to see if I'm crazy about disliking it as a uh, fitness device. Yeah, that's um, that's something that I'm going to be particularly interested in over the next week. And I, I got home a little bit later tonight, so I didn't get a chance to go for a run. But I, I'll probably do that for the first time with it tomorrow, and we'll um, we'll kind of see kind of see where it's at. Um, I'm really excited about the chance to control like my music player from it as I'm running. Like the Pebble had a uh, Pandora app, which I really liked. But, you know, sometimes I'm listening to podcasts when I run. And so if I wasn't using Pandora and I was using something else, there really wasn't a way I could control that from the Pebble. Um, and that was always a huge bummer. So I think, I think it's one of the things I'm most excited about with the watch. I'm going to say that's kind of solved, but also not. Because in the sense that, let's say you're using the, the workout application on the phone. Or, or sorry, on the on the watch, and then you're trying to switch over to the clock face to get over to the media playback controller, or if you're using one of the actual built-in Apple Watch apps, switching between it while moving is is almost impossible, especially with such tiny touch targets. Even with the the double tap of the the crown shortcut, or does that does that only work from the watch face? Or can you also go back and forth between apps doing that? Well, no, you can't go back and forth between apps. You can only go to the to the watch. Oh. Like it's either the watch or it's the last app that you were using in case you accidentally exited, exited out of it. So, I mean, I, I find that like if you ever want to do like, because I would consider that being doing two things at once and the, the, it does not do that well or gracefully at all. So you're, so you're referring to that there's a workout app. Yeah. So if you go to the little green running dude, and they say like you're doing an indoor run or an outdoor one or, or you're cycling or whatever. It starts and then it shows you really, really useless information about whatever you're doing. Like it, it does not give you motivational tips or, or, or like it doesn't – any like information that's showing on screen is not useful at all except for the fact that you can like monitor your heart rate with it. But then if you want to control media playback, I have not found a way to easily do that without clicking the the digital crown an indeterminate number of times to get back to the watch face. And then as you're running, trying to swipe up just the proper way so that you can get over to whichever media playback control you wanted. Otherwise, I'm just going to pull out my damn phone. And then why do I need the watch anyway? I could have had a fuel band that I charge once, <laughs> once every week. Also, maybe this is a dumb question, but if the fitness application doesn't provide any useful information, why not just, just not use it? And then just just open your media player right before you run, have that open, and then that's just the app that you look at. Well, because the whole point is that you're able to see like your pace or or whatever, which which you can. Well, so 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 okay, so it does show some useful information. It kind of does. Like I don't know, like it it shows you time and it shows you pace, sort of, and it shows you your heart rate. It just I don't know. I I guess I found that anytime I actually want to see my progress, it doesn't show me what I wanted to know. It shows me a really, really useless bit of information. Like, I, I don't think it's out of the ordinary to expect that media playback be part of that. And I think that's the part that's, that's, that's strange for me. But yeah, I, I look forward to you um, kind of 
feeling it out and let me know how you what what you think or if I'm just crazy. Yeah, I guess there's not a. Uh, I was going to see if there's a way that you could get to the glances from just an application, but I guess I guess you have to just be on the watch face to do that. Exactly. And then again, so right now I was in I was in the workout application, and then I clicked the the digital crown, and then I clicked it again because oh wait my wasn't centered on the home screen, so now the watch is in the center, and then I have to tap on it to bring it back. So that was three actions just to tell the time. Hmm. Yeah, not uh, not ideal. So again, and I think I just think that's the issue with it having too much to do. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you got yours uh, far sooner than you had uh, hoped or feared. Yeah, I, well, I, 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 you know, the optimistic side of me really did feel pretty good about getting it the first week of May. That always just felt like kind of the right time, but I, I was surprised how quickly I got it once, you know, once the process started. Because I thought when, you know, when Tuesday morning rolled around yesterday at first, I'm like, man, I guess I'm really not getting this thing this week. And then getting it the very next day is something I wouldn't have expected. Well, good. So I guess how... I'm... Nah, never mind. <laughs> no, I think it's something I already asked you. Okay. Well, actually, I'll ask again. So how long are you going to put up with the, with the fluoroelastomer sport band? Like, how long... Do you think there's ever a point, like, let's say it's four weeks, or sorry, four months before there's any third-party bands? Are you just going to stick with the sport band? Or would you ever entertain trying on and purchasing an Apple band? I don't. I, I think, no, I think I'll stick to what I said. I, I don't think any of the Apple bands are But you haven't tried any. True, but I just, yeah, I, I just visually, none of them really look that great. I mean, the, the link bracelet looks fantastic, but I'm just not going to pay $450 for it. I don't think it's going to be four months until there are good third-party bands. I think I'm, I'm optimistic that within the next couple of months, we're going to see that. Gotcha. And, you know, like I said earlier, too, I, I think the black band and the black sport watch together actually do look surprisingly nice. And I, I think if I wore this with like a nice dress shirt or something, I might actually be able to feel okay about that. Yeah. All right. So, what what non watch type things do we have? I feel, I feel like I feel like that's a tough act to follow. That that was a that was over an hour. Oh, geez. On on one topic, which is uh, unusual for us, but it's okay. I I think I think there's a lot to talk about. Oh, certainly. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll never edit those out. I like I like the yawns. We'll, we'll leave those in. Again, like the alternative would be to do this like at, at like five in the morning, which I don't know if that's any better. No, that'd be way worse. Should we let these uh, listeners go about their day, configure their Apple watches? I, I think they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna need as much time as they can get doing that. All right. <laughs>